Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and our hearts for God's purposes. You know, February is the month that recognizes our heart health. So here we are, uh, the early part of February. We know that heart disease is the number one cause of death in the United States, and it affects more people than all cancers combined, which is pretty incredible. About 30% of non-diabetics and 50% of diabetic patients do not have traditional symptoms such as chest pains before they experience a heart attack or experience issues with the heart. I know that exercising has taught me the importance of noticing how my own body feels at all times, and I've become so in tune with my own body that I know pretty quick when I have a problem or or if there's something a little different or if there's a change. And I have learned to pay attention to that and to pray and ask God. And if I need to see a physician, you better believe I will. It's important for you to develop this kind of attention to your own body. So especially when it comes to your own heart. So we know heart disease is one of the most common killers in America, and it's something that we should not take lightly, and we can't live without our heart. Like, it is the most important muscle in our body, so I want to encourage everyone to move around a little little bit, walk, whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes, just do some walking and move around and, and get your blood circulating. Well, my guest today is Jackie McCarthy. She's an administrative assistant at Owensboro Community Technical College Experiential Learning Center, and Jackie's attended my total body fitness classes, and she's here to talk about her own heart health experience and the importance of pursuing your own health. So welcome to Shape by Faith, Jackie. Thank you, Teresa. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. Yes. And I know you and I touch base off and on um, before you went through, you know, your own heart story. And I remember meeting you in Total Body Challenge and you attended for a few years, you and your sister. And uh, you were very active. You took care of your body. You took care of your health. Um, Before we get into your story, I would love for you to share with our listeners all about yourself, like your health and your life, um, what it was like before you started noticing symptoms that led to your heart surgery in 2020. Um, well, I've been married for 28 years. We have three children, and they're now in their 20s. Um, I've always been active and tried to be health conscious, um, getting checkups, following doc- doctor recommendations, and I've placed a great deal of trust in my doctors. Um, I, I returned to school as an as an adult and finished an associate's degree at 48 and started working at the community college from that experience. So um, that led me to the job I have now. And yeah, tell us about more. your job, Jackie. What do, what do you do in your job? What's the Experiential Learning Center? What's that all about? Well, the Experiential Learning Center is part of a uh, federal grant. It's a Title III Strengthening 
Communities Education Grant. I think okay. that's correct. It's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> but our purpose is to make sure that students have some hands-on learning in their field of study before they graduate, whether that be with job shadowing, internships, paid, unpaid, different types of experiences so that when they do graduate, they know a little bit about what they're getting into. They don't graduate with get into something and say, oh, my gosh, I didn't know what this was. Oh, that's um, a great idea. We also provide help with resumes, mock mm-hmm. interviews. It's really a great thing for anyone who's just starting to go into that career path. Interviews are very scary, and especially when there's so much writing on them. You're trying to get a job. You're trying to get an income established. And it can be uh, daunting for someone who's just getting out of school. Absolutely. And, you know, interviews, it seems that they have changed in the past two years a little bit, you know, um, with COVID and then now Omicron. It seems like there's more Zoom interviews or more Zoom meetings, and those could be, you know, frightening as well, being on video and, you know, instead of in person. So that's a great program. Great ideas. Okay. Um, let's get into, um, okay. So in 2008, you were sent to a cardiologist and why were you? I had a routine checkup like I would do once a year and they did an EKG, which is part of that checkup and found a heart murmur. And the nurse told me not to be alarmed, but it was best to have it checked out. So I had no experience with that at all. I was young and very healthy, and I really didn't. I thought, okay, she said not to worry about it, so let's not worry about it. Um, I saw the cardiologist three times within a year, and he told me I had mitral valve prolapse, which is also called heart murmur, and it's very common. Mm-hmm. Um, he said I should avoid caffeine, and that his exact words were, this will not kill you. It will aggravate you until you are dead. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I thought, well, all right, that's. That's, I mean, it sounds like this is not anything to worry about, but, you know, I went on and I took the caffeine thing very seriously. I was very cautious with that. Um, Leaving that day, I felt like, well, this is not an issue. This is, we looked into it and and we're good. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's skip ahead to 2012. You said you were diagnosed with hypothyroidism. Can you, can you tell us about that? And, and were you treated for it? And what was that? Well, I had all, I had struggled with being tired. Um, and, you know, I had three small kids. And so who wouldn't be tired? You, True. you, know, you work full time. You've got three kids. You've got a lot going on. Um, but my tired seemed a little too much tired to the bone kind of thing sometimes. So when she told me I had hypothyroidism, I was not surprised. Um, it, there are other people in my family who also have that. So I, I think it tends to be, um, genetic. Um, what is hypothyroidism, Jackie? Your th- my thyroid basically did not function. And the thyroid is referred to as the gas pedal of the body. Mm-hmm. It regulates all of the chemicals that make everything in your body work, even your brain. I mean, everything is, is somewhat chemically driven by some chemical our bodies produce. But my thyroid wasn't working. It wasn't giving me anything. Um, So they treat that with thyroid hormone medication in a daily pill. 
And then you have regular blood work done to monitor those levels and make sure that they're appropriate. Mm-hmm. And I had a great doctor then, had a you know good experience for about a year, and she left her practice. Oh. So, and so I began seeing a local endocrinologist, and I would see them once a year to monitor this, to prescribe this medication. And once again, you know, doing what I'm supposed to do. As far as your hypothyroidism, when you started taking that hormone pill, Jackie, did that seem to regulate it? Did you notice a difference? I mean, were you as tired? Um, did it help you? It helped me a great deal. It increased my energy. There's so many things. Like, my hair is fine anyway, but it made my hair so much better. I, I was, I had really thin, fine hair and like now my hair looks completely different. Um, it's not uncommon for people who have hypothyroidism to completely lose their eyebrows, um, to just lose, you know, ridiculous amounts of hair. Everybody loses some hair when they brush their hair, but Mm -hmm. if you have a thyroid disorder or hypothyroid, uh, you lose quite a bit more. Um, I could tell a lot in my energy level, it just, um, your sleep, your even your bowel functions, there's so much that's affected by that thyroid. Did the doctor tell you what causes it, or is there a known cause for it? No, I mean, she really didn't say. I, I don't know that, that there's a, you know, if there is a cause, I don't know what that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she would mind saying my mother has it. Um, so, it, you know, I... I knew my mom had it, but until you have something, you don't really, people tend to dismiss that as like, oh yeah, you take a pill. It's not a big deal. It Um, is a big deal. (laughs) It's a real big deal. We're going to take a huge deal. Yeah. We need to take a really quick break here, Jackie. So um, let's take a break and we'll be right back with more Shape by Faith. Everyone stay tuned. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest today is Jackie McCarthy, and she is going to unfold her heart story for us, which she's doing right now. So, Jackie, before the break, you were saying that you um, started seeing an endocrinologist for several years. So tell us about that and what is an endocrinologist and what were your checkups like and and did you have to watch anything or notice anything? Okay, well, to to fully explain what an endocrinologist is, I'm not even at that level. Um, Basically, (laughs) that's a big ask. So um, 
I I did see this person that uh, I guess the thyroid hormones that are produced should be produced by your body are part of the endocrine system. And mm-hmm. so that person would monitor all those things and have the background to be able to treat you if your body didn't work properly. So um, I saw, you know, they just, it's a once a year checkup, but then about every three months you get blood work done while they're trying to determine if your body's responding to the medication and whether your level is good or bad. And it gets very complicated because there's something called T3 and T4. And those two levels have to be at an optimum to work together. And if one or the other is off, then things aren't good. Um, it gets real, it's far it's too far over my head to explain T3 and T4, mm-hmm. but these are the things they look at with your blood draws and it sets your medication level. Um, there's a lot of different medications on the market and your doctor decides, you know, what you will take. So basically that's what I was prescribed the medication. Um, the first medication I took, I had a reaction to, it was causing me to have heart palpitations, mm-hmm. which are really scary. Yes. So I had to switch to a different medication. Um, and at that time, you know, I don't, aside from having a murmur, I didn't have any heart problem that I was aware of. So it, it involved a few changes in medication. You know, your level would be lowered, raised, you know, trying to find that perfect level that you would stay on. So were your levels good when you were seeing an endocrinologist? Well, they told me they were good. Um, Okay. (laughs) Okay. When I would go to these appointments, you know, we don't, I don't think I could ever begin to totally figure out all of that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they would tell me, okay, things look good. This is, this is good. My energy did improve. Um, I felt better. So I'm trusting that, okay, these are, these are good. I'm, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you were, just, I know you were attending my total body challenge classes for a few years there. Um, mm-hmm. and I believe that was in 215 and 216. So how were you feeling while you exerted yourself like that? Well, I was always tired. I don't know if you might not remember, but I remember that I would be yawning during the middle of the class, which it's a pretty, it's a a really good total body workout, just like what you're saying. And to myself, I thought, you know, I'm getting older. I'm supposed to be tired. I've been at work all day. Sure, I'm going to yawn. But looking back, it was it was highly abnormal to be mm-hmm. yawning so many times during the middle of an exercise workout. True. <laughs> okay. I know. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Okay, let's skip ahead. 2019, you noticed some changes in your health, and that's good because, you know, we should have that awareness. Hey, something something's off or something doesn't feel right. So um, tell us what symptoms you were experiencing. Um, well, mitral valve prolapse causes something that I now know is called bradycardia or slow heartbeat mm-hmm. and tachycardia or fast heartbeat. And so your heart, to me, when I described it to a doctor, I would say that it sort of felt like my heart was vibrating. Mm-hmm. And on the average, we really shouldn't feel our heart beating unless we're experiencing some kind of a, 
uh, you know, like maybe when you're exercising, you're mm-hmm. exerting yourself. I had begun to feel my heart beat a lot during the day. Okay. And it, it gradually happened. So it became my, I just thought I was supposed to. I remember one day asking my aunt, do you feel your heart beating all the time? And she's like, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Well, you don't know what you don't know. And when something, when you're feeling something in your body, you just think everyone else feels it, right? I mean, I I totally get that. I do. Right. And every practitioner that, that I had seen, you know, I would see, I had nurse practitioner that I would see for, you know, if you have a sinus infection or a little thing happens to you. And I would ask them about the heart and I would say, you know, my heart has changed recently. And, you know, does that sound okay? Is that, is this normal? And every one of those different people dismissed that and told me, oh yeah, that's normal for mitral valve prolapse. You know, you're going to feel that sometimes it's going to aggravate you. And that resonated with what I'd been told back in 2008. So I began to think, you know, I'm just being, I'm just being anxious here. I mm-hmm. need to just not but, worry about it. But you still knew deep inside of you that mm, maybe that's not supposed to be going on, but I'll just go with the flow because everyone says it's okay. Right. But you're hearing I mean, from you different people and physicians that uh, that's normal, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you're going to think, okay, all right, fine. This is just what it is, you know? Right. Okay. So, so. We want people to know, though, how important it is for people to pursue their health when they feel like something is going on, even if they've been told everything's fine. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, hypochondria, you know, nothing like that. Um, I'm talking about if you have a knowing that something isn't quite right, You don't need to leave it. You need to continue to pursue it. So in February 2020, your doctor ordered an ultrasound of your heart, right? Right. Okay. Um, Actually, before that happened, advocating for myself is huge now. At Mm -hmm. the time before, I I didn't do so as much as I should have because I just didn't know. Um, I actually saw an allergist because I thought I had a food allergy. And he is the person who was the first person who listened to my heart and showed alarm. He came in and talked to me and said, do you have a heart problem? Do you, you know, and I was just there for, I thought I had something else completely. And he referred me back to, he asked me if I'd seen anyone, referred me back to that original cardiologist and said, you need to see someone. I don't want mm-hmm. to alarm you. But your heart sounds and your blood pressure are, you know, there's something that are unusual to me, and he referred me on. So at, when I went to see that cardiologist, they did a um, ultrasound of my heart, and it revealed that the mitral valve prolapse was moderate. Um, and I would, he wanted me to then start coming back every six weeks. And this went on for nine months. I would come every six weeks. He would listen. He would ask me if I was having chest pains, which I never had any kind of chest pains. During that period of time, I started having more shortness of breath. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, someone in my family has asthma, so I, I thought, well, maybe I have asthma. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just didn't know. I never thought it was that But that's a symptom, I, Jackie, shortness of breath. Right. Mm-hmm. But you don't think you're having shortness of breath right off the bat if you don't have a heart problem. You just think, oh, I'm old and fat. Oh, and God, I, I come on breathe, now. You know? We're going to speak, well, we're gonna speak God's word over you. <laughs> well, this is what people, you know, you start to think, well, I'm getting older. And I'm this and I'm that. But, you know, really, those aren't appropriate thoughts for, you know, mm-hmm. it's not always that you're getting older. That's right. Um, and and other other medical practitioners will tell you that, well, you're aging. But, you know, not all of that's normal. So um, that's right. That shortness of breath is definitely. And once it increased, then I recognized it as something more than just I've ran some stairs or something, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a real quick break because I really want you to get into this next part. And we don't have a whole lot of time left. So um, we'll be right back with more Shape by Faith. Everyone stay tuned. Oh, hi. Right now I'm getting a remarkably heartfelt bear hug from Smokey Bear. Thanks, big guy. Now, if you could let me down. See, I made sure there were no low-hanging branches when I set up my campfire. And before we left, I drowned out my campfire, stirred it, drowned it out again, then made sure it was cold. (laughs) Visit SmokeyBear.com to learn tips to prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. Jackie McCarthy is my guest, and she's talking about her heart journey. And Jackie, you were talking about... Um, your ultrasound that you had of your heart. So why don't you take it from there? I had a, a second ultrasound after six months of seeing the cardiologist, and it revealed that my prolapse was now severe. So I'd gone from moderate to severe, and I was still told um, after being asked, was I having chest pains, that we would monitor the situation. And I my new endocrinologist had been following these appointments because she was concerned. And so she recommended a second opinion, which I gladly accepted and went out of state for to see a cardiologist. And that led me to someone who explained more about my condition in a 30-minute appointment than I had gotten all those years. Hmm. Um, The following week, we did a TEE, which is a test you're sedated, and they put a camera down your throat to take pictures of your heart. And that revealed to her that my mitral valve was in stage four failure. Uh, There are no stages after four. So that was shocking to me. Uh, All this time, I thought I'd be taking a medication Never dreamed I would have open heart surgery. That was not even anything I'd ever considered. So um, from that, I had a heart cath that revealed a hole in my heart from birth that nobody had ever known about, which I think is um, told is is common. But I was um, sent to Nashville for a non-invasive mitral valve repair and repair of the hole in my heart. And so suddenly I was a a 50-year-old female healthy person who was now facing open-heart surgery. And um, there is nothing non-invasive about uh, open-heart surgery. No, I know they call not it at that. all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing. I've been through it. I know. Right. <laughs> exactly. They they went through about a two-inch incision in my ribs 
um, to get to my heart, and then it's uh, robotic-assisted. So it's it's very miraculous, but at the time, I wasn't thinking how miraculous it was. Mm. I was just really overwhelmed, uh, even though he said there was a one per- only a 1% chance of death. It's just a sobering thing to realize that you're you're going to have this. And I even with faith in God, I I was terrified. Um, It's one of the toughest things I've ever faced. But you did have faith in God and you knew God was with you. But you're right. It's Uh it's kind of scary. No, no bones about it. It is. Um, Absolutely. You know, I, as I was listening to your story in the second segment and, and you talk about an allergist was alarmed when he listened to your heart, I believe that was God. I believe God was giving that physician a knowing, um, you know, she needs help. Mm-hmm. And I think it was instrumental and key to your health that you got a second opinion. And there is nothing wrong with getting a second opinion. I have gotten second and third opinions before because it's our health. It's your body and you have to take care of it. You know, God's given us this gift to live in and it's ours to have on this earth, but we're to take care of it as well. But he also gives us a knowing and we may not know exactly what that is, but he gives us that. Is there anything you wish you would have known, Jackie, before your heart surgery that you didn't know? I wish, and, and I accept a responsibility that I should have looked into the things further, but whenever people make so light of it, you don't think it's anything. I wish I had known more about sodium. Um, I wish I had known at the time of having a heart murmur and a mitral valve prolapse that I was not considered a heart patient and I needed to be very um, adamant with my heart health mm-hmm. because actually they just was dismissed like oh yeah this is no big deal people have this all the time it, it I it could have helped me a lot um, to be more proactive in my heart health mm-hmm. and um, just to you know do if, if I had researched, research needs to be more than the Internet. The Internet is great, but, you know, there are there are other options. Get some books, find some information, because the Internet can sometimes lead you down a, a rabbit hole or, or right. send you to, like, the, the direst circumstances. And so it's important to have different things to look at. And doctors are very busy. I don't want to discredit anyone. But they they miss things, and mm-hmm. sometimes you just need to keep pushing for your own health. Don't let anyone dismiss you until right. you find someone who has, you know, some opportunity to help you to keep That's asking. Right. And doctors are only human. We've got to take that into consideration. I mean, God gave them talents and giftings as physicians to do what they're doing. But they're also human and God has given us that discernment when we are believers in Christ, that discernment to know, you know, maybe I need to get this checked out. And, and he's given us that, that knowing he's placed that inside of us. Jackie, I want to thank you for sharing your story. It's an incredible story. You can help so many people and, um, we need to watch our sodium intake. We need to exercise. <laughs> we need to take care of our own heart health. And 
Yeah, I mean, the Holy Spirit lives in us, so we need to take care of this temple God has given us. But thank you so much for sharing your story today. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I, I hope that it can help someone who may be, you know, experiencing some things to go ahead and advocate for themselves and, you know, get checked out, figure out exactly what is happening. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Jackie. And thank you for listening. I'm Teresa Rowe. Everyone have a blessed day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit ShapeByFaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more. From the cabinet doors and more studio, this 